Shut it down, shut it down. Get rid of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Worst oh, Idea. Shit, get rid of it! Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time. My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery. And this... we have just watched Grown Ups 2 for the 52nd time. Yeah. Okay, okay. We've got a lot to get through, so yeah. please hold your applause. Uh, for those of you who are joining us on the internet, uh, we're coming to you live from a real hub here in Los Angeles, California. This is the Sinner Family on Fairfax and Third. It's a pleasure to be with you tonight. My name is Timothy, and this is my friend, Mr. Montgomery. Yes, and we will not be speaking like this for very long at all. However, we'll keep it up as damn well long as we can. I tell you what, Timothy, I'm fairly finished with it right about now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, So this is probably a good time to tell you at the end of the podcast that... uh, Guess what, everybody? We're from Sony Pictures, marketing (laughs) and publicity. Oh! And uh, on behalf of all of us... On behalf of all of us at Sony Pictures, I'd like to say, gotcha! Yeah. Welcome to the second cinema release of Grown Ups 2. We're going to be rolling it out through the entire world. Why do you think there are cameras here? We're filming you sons of bitches, all right? Yeah, You're well, a test audience and you like what we've got. We're working on a second edit. We wanted to see which kicks flight and which one sunk. It turns out they're all fitters. What we have built is potentially the funniest goddamn movie of all time. I'm a little worried to release it for a second run because in its first cinema run, we killed 37 people in the wow, in the yeah. nation of America. We don't talk about that on, on, on camera, Tim. Because not a lot, not often. No, yeah, virtually never. Lawsuits we, and whatnot. Yeah, that's right. You, you, your 37 bodies, they're difficult to hide, I'll tell you that. The interesting thing about 37 people dying is... And I don't know 100%. What is, what but is I, interesting about Well, I'm pretty sure it's a prime number. <laughs> no one's corrected you, so I think you're onto something, Tim. Yeah? That's the largest prime number mass killing in cinema history. That's the power of grown-ups, too. Yeah, a lot of people said you couldn't top two. <laughs> Guess what, idiots? All right. Listen, fool, listening. Uh... It's Guy and I speaking to you. It's Timbo here. I've got the radio experience. I've got the silky smooth yeah, voice. And, and over here you got Monty. Versatile and excited to be here. Welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time podcast. Bloody good to have you. The number, 1-800-WORST-IDEA-OF-ALL-TIME. The facts, 1-900-WORST-IDEA-OF-ALL-TIME. The, the email, <laughs> worst at ideaofalltime.aol.com. .aol.podcast If you guys want tickets to see Dixie's Midnight Runners this weekend, you're shit out of luck. But I'll tell you what, Ario Speedwagon in your lounge, it's up for grabs. .com is our website. Uh, uh, we're doing a lot of fucking around, but the simple truth is, Monty, we fucking did it, dude. High five. One year of grown-ups, too. I, thank you. I couldn't be more delighted to see the ass end of this film. I'm like, there's a real genuine chemical feeling of elation floating around my brain right now that I am struggling to articulate in a human language. What you are feeling is the, the weight of... Can I try Spanish? 
Muy bueno. Muy bueno. That Very is, good. That is a, a, a sort of a, an abridged version of how I was going to describe your feeling. But it, what it does really boil down to at this point, and I can speak from experience, Tim, is, is muy bueno. Um, which for the unfamiliar in the audience is Spanish for, is okay, I think. You're so astute and so good at languages, Monty. Uh, do you know what I'm going to do? Dive right in. Oh, I need to keep track of how long we're talking as well. It's important you watch. He doesn't need to keep track. It really doesn't matter. He just wants you I've to know got a, <laughs> I've got a watch that's got all the buttons on it. Like ah, a, It's yeah. got a calculator into it and shit, but I'm just that's not great. quite used to it yet. Did you buy that in the past? Like really far back in the past? <laughs> oh, he'll be like... Oh, wait, that's a calculator bit. Stop watch. Ah, it's cool. It's easy to use too, right? <laughs> It's just like a real basic layout. It's, it's so Boom, much easier than these, these you, smartphones we keep getting dealt. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the first thing we've got to address is all of the things we've got to address. And the first one I want <laughs> I to I think tackle. a great time to start is right now, Tim. Wow. I'm gonna, I want to kick off with Shining Light. I think this is a great time to start the podcast. So, do you want me to take the lead on this one? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. My Shining Light for the 50-second viewing consists of four words. Whoa! Chris, rock, cargo, pants. <laughs> I never noticed it before, but that dude is rocking some straight-up... Desert camel coloured cargo pants full length. They're not three quarters, they're not zip offs. They are the real fucking deal. The guy is doing a reasonably industrial job. He's got to stay practical. He's got to hold things. He's got to hold different things in different pockets. And there's the What provides more options than a pair of cargo pants? Fucking nothing. Legitimately, cargo pants are. If you've got things you've got to carry, and for some reason it's got to be in your pants and not in your hands, (laughs) cargos are your number one choice. In fact, I feel like as, as good as Chris Rock is at stand-up and acting, which we didn't really see on display in the movie, but I've seen in others, I feel like if we had Chris Rock cargo pants, not only is it a great hashtag, but I feel like it's an even better company, I would buy those pants. Those are trousers I'm shelling out for. Unless you trademark this tomorrow, Tim, you've just given away a million dollars. So congratulations. I do it all the time. There's no off position to the genius switch. You know, the the big... (laughs) 
The big sales pitch on the cargo pants is how many hands do you have, Tim? Look, I'm just a man. I have but those hands. That's right. All right. So imagine if hands were pockets, right? And a regular pair of pants, how many hands do they have? Wait, you've already lost me. (laughs) Two? Correct. Two. Imagine if your pants had four hands. (laughs) What? You're now buying cargo pants, Frank. Hold on. Congratulations. Hey, what? My pants. I'm just like, so each pocket no, is two no, hands. Let's not drill into it. It's not a strong argument. I've got half a dozen hands. It's pretty good. Like I'm, what I'm saying is, if pockets were hands, yes, cargo pants have four hands <laughs> or more. <laughs> two back pockets, six hands. Oh, on, I'm underestimating cargo pants. I'm wearing jeans right now. Okay. That's one hand. Correct. That's one hand. So we've got two already. Yeah. We're dealing with another one down there, and you know look, that shit's look, deep look. And, and fat. You're explaining so that's another two. Just, yeah, that's a so bigger that, hand. So we've got two, it's a different three, hand. four, times two is eight, plus Not, two is ten. You're dealing with ten hands on a human. <laughs> okay. That's a lot of shit going on. That is a mighty big human. Did you have a shining light on this watch, guy? I, I'm pretty sure I told you to remind me of several. <laughs> what did I tell you, Tim? Before I bring that up, <laughs> let me tell you about the time when I was in Stewart Island. No. I'm trying to help no, you no, out, no, dude. No, 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 no. I'm trying to buy you time. They're trying to buy you time to buy me time. No one's it's buying. It's not my responsibility to remember your shining lights on the last fucking episode, dude. Okay. Like, step up to shining. the plate, bro. Shining lights. You're the, in the movie. The movie. The movie looks really good on a big screen. I'll give it that. I feel like maybe we've got it wrong the whole time. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. I can't possibly. Maybe, no. maybe we've horribly misread the I situation. I can't agree with that. No, 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 sir. No, Over sir. Sir, I say no. <laughs> sir. There's something, I say to you, sir. There is something very forgiving about being in a theatre, particularly with the amount of very large physical gags that this movie presents, and I recognise that. Hey, guess what, you pieces of shit? You laughed at the bit where they all jumped off Suicide 35, off the top rock, 35 feet above the water. My, my mom, mom told me jump. that drunk when she, she was, was pregnant, pregnant with, with me. me. You laughed at that. Four growing comedic no. men jumping off a cliff into water, injuring themselves significantly, predominantly in the genitalia, you guys loved it. And we loved and it too the first time we saw it. Yeah, I was going to stick up with them. I think that's pretty funny almost the whole way through. Like it's some, a good physical gag. It's funny that's watching it with this many people. Yeah, there are some jokes that you hear and you've, you've got weighted expectations on them. I was relieved to hear people laughing at the Suicide 35 stuff. There were some interesting points where you guys... Do you know what? This has turned into a magnifying glass on you. You thought <laughs> yeah. it was going to be a Q&A you guys are against Tim and Monty. man. Guess what, LA? You guys We're got came here to fuck your shit up. You so guys got some Samson. problems. We'd like to talk about them. Here's one. I had to get some quarters today to do my laundry. Oh, no. I had to go to a goddamn bank. What is up with your racial segregation, LA? I hate to get too real with you on the last episode. <laughs> this is. But it was a pretty real situation this, this in Bank is, of America. This is pretty real. Firstly, I almost threw up because of hung, how hungover I was. 
And that's semi-relevant to the point, by which I mean not at all. <laughs> we should probably move forward from this anecdote. I don't think it relates You're to the You're good at reading a room, Tim, and yeah, I've always said that about you. you. All right. You've got a real sense for yeah. how everyone's doing. That's you. Here's Tim in a room. Yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> it's a real room full of real people. Well, I mean... This is different for us. You've got to be aware of that. The weird thing is, is that somewhere in the distance, I can like hear a, there's a lot of gears. It's like a, a, a small truck or a a bus or something. Nope. You can't hear that. Uh, I can hear it. No, hold on. Everyone shut up for a second. Shh, shut up, guy. Uh, uh, uh. Roll up inspiration. Roll up for the mystery tour and roll up. Roll up for the mystery tour and the Steve mystery tour is coming to take you away. Coming to take you away. Take you today. Son of a bitch, Tim Bat. I did not see you driving that bus. I'm in the front seat, man. Okay, here we go. Here it is. Here we're at. I'm going to pass it over to you. Okay, so this is where we're at. We're at uh, the driver's test, as you all saw. I mean, how many of you? How many of you have seen a driver's this, this scene before in the movie? How many of you know what we're talking about? Make some noise. Who just found out what it looks like when Steve Buscemi explains what's wrong with him and makes some noise? It's that time. Well, I'm not wasting time. Work. I'm just excited for Work these people. for your audience, Montgomery. I am, I'm working my tail off up all here. Right. Doesn't look like much, but I'm, I'm not s- hearing I'm it. sweating jokes up here, all right? Okay. I'm, I'm hemorrhaging jokes. Let's go. I'm losing a lot I of jokes up here. I haven't heard a single one. Make me laugh, funny man. Make me laugh. <laughs> This is twice as terrifying as before. Because we were together. You've got no allies anymore. You're, you're all alone on the battlefield of grown-ups too. There he was, 2015, a lone Kiwi lad brought up in the South Island and suddenly thrust into an environment he's not equipped or experienced in. He's in Hollywood, folks. He's in Los Angeles, California. Not only is the weather throwing him off because apparently it's winter, but fucking tell the weather that it's like 30 goddamn degrees here. But everything he thought was true about this country is false. The people are lovely and genuine. The air is breathable and the water very absorbable. Guy Montgomery struggling for a thread to grab onto. In front of a theatre of 170 of his nearest and dearest. Trying to figure out the Steve Buscemi mystery tour. Why, if my name isn't Julia Andrews, I'll be damned. So, there I was. Los Angeles, California, everything on the line. Now, in all seriousness, Tim, the reason I'm so nervous about this is this is the last Steve Buscemi mystery tour, a.k.a. the last roll of the dice. Make it a goodie. That this is, is pretty much 
our last gosh diddly darn opportunity to grab onto something and say this is exactly what happened to Steve Buscemi before the curtain is pulled back and we find out what caused this freaky motherfucking injury. I am hearing a lot of padding and I'm hearing a lot of pronouns as us and I'd like to remind you, you are alone on this stage right now. So I'm let's big, make it happen, Monty. A big fan of collective pronouns. Bring it together. Little known fact. Here we go. Steve Buscemi mystery tour take. <laughs> take. Well, it's not 52 because we're still halfway through the podcast. Steve Buscemi works at a trampoline store. <laughs> Secondhand trampoline store. He's peddling pretty dodgy trampolines, okay? Some of this in padding at the end. Some of them missing paddings on the side. It's not important. What's important is just open up next door is the Walmart of trampoline stores, a.k.a. Mr. Walls. Mr. Walls deals exclusively in trampolines which have those safety walls around them. Nice. Guess what? It's not so good for business over at Mr. Buscemi's house. Hold on for a second. What? Well, it's not so good for business over at old Buscemi's house. That's what I'd heard. Yeah. I told you. Just before. Pretty much what's happened here is Steve Buscemi is involved in a last gasp, absolutely desperate sales pitch to a wealthy family who have just moved into the neighborhood. Okay, we've got a lot happening so far. I'm, I think I'm, I'm there. Yep, let's are keep you, going. Are you with me? Because you asked well, a lot okay, of me, so and if you can't keep up with the details, I don't know what to do. Steve Buscemi's got a trampoline company, but specifically the kind that has the... Secondhand trampolines. Idiot. Oh, secondhand. Okay, right, all right. Okay, and their family's approach. Okay. You'll catch up. Listen back. Hit it up. Here we go. So, pretty much what's happened is Steve Buscemi's house has gone into foreclosure. The whole business is shutting down it's unless very dark. he can sell this one trampoline. Family like one specific trampoline or a model of trampoline? It's just, it's just one, it's, he's just got to sell a trampoline. Oh, like, he just, okay. like the ultimate. Team. He's old Gil. Yeah, it's old Gil. <laughs> Steve Buscemi is played by Old Gil. That's a Simpsons reference. Go fuck yourself, Los Angeles. That was very funny. Please continue. Oh, boy. If I don't oh, boy. Sell, if I don't sell this trampoline, I guess I'm going to lose my children. That's not very good, Old Gil. Um, it's in the ballpark. So anyway, pretty much what happens is Steve Buscemi gets so involved in the sales pitch, he climbs aboard the trampoline, starts bouncing around saying, hey, look what I can do. He does a sit jump into a front flop, into a back flop onto his feet. The family say, that's not bad. Steve Buscemi says, you ain't seen nothing yet. He clicks his fingers, the whole AV department blows up and, baby, you just ain't seen nothing yet. That's where I was hoping this was going. It was a very effective marketing tool. Very cool. Okay, love that. He was pulling out all the stuff. I'm loving it. it. Yeah. John Lovitz walks in, Stubby Semi has a panic attack, tries to do a backflip, absolutely Whoa. lands in between two of the springs on Whoa. the outer rim without a pad. Jesus. His head between them. Oh my God. He rocks backwards in his, in, his, in his grave, I suppose. We're talking about Chris Rock? No, Chris Rock's not involved. Oh, he's, Wiley. He's having a spa. We're talking about Wiley. Yeah, yeah. Stubby Semi's head's in between two springs. He breaks Jesus. his back. Yeah. His arms are sort of thrust into a position that they're forced into by... What is essentially rigor mortis, he's later revived by well, one of those on. reviving machines. Okay. Don't you give me plausibility problems, I'm nearly finished. You're doing really well. I'm finished. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
I'm very happy that that's the last one. That was really good. I'm proud of you, man. I got a good feeling about it. I'm really proud of you. Do you want to uh, talk? Not really. <laughs> I don't know about talking. Do you want to talk about it? Well, there was something else I had in mind, if you don't mind. I was going light, to light a couple of candles, put some Barry White on and just gently, just hold on. <laughs> I'm not talking. Shh. Just shut up for a second. Just let me do this, okay? A papa. Okay, all right. So here's, here's the fucked up thing that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Uh, here's the real life portion of the party shorts party time. We got immediately before we came here to the venue tattoos of Pedro Schwarzenegger's face. Not how it is now, but how it is in the movie in stencil form accompanied by a Latin interpretation of Ario Speedwagon's lyrics for Love Every Moment. And Love now, Every Day. that sounds kind of insane when you lay it out like that all at once. It but sounds, in my mind, it makes perfect sense. It sounds weird when you say it to someone at breakfast. That's when it sounds most weird. Hey, good morning. Hey, a good day to you. Uh, buenos dias. So you're eating some muesli there? How's that? Muy bueno. Are you, are, you, are you Spanish or local? Si. I'm Espanol. Spanish local. Soy Juan. Anyway. Me llamo es Juan. Juan. Si. Don't know what you're doing in my kitchen, but um, I guess while I've got you, I'll show you this. No. Oh, mucho uh, gusto, Paddy. Yes, yes, that's right. It's a tattoo of Patrick Schwarzenegger with a Latin translation of Alto an Alto Cinco. It's kind of like high five, I think. Alto means up, though. So it's like up five. Well, what happened is you made Juan such a weird guy. Oh, Jesus. Yes, that it was suddenly normal for me to show you my Patrick Schwarzenegger tattoo at breakfast. That's what happened. <laughs> it was fun. You <laughs> gustaría no, I'm not enchilada. I'm not here with Juan. Pollo, por favor. I'm here with Tim, okay. and we're on the same fucking team. Here he is. He's back. He's ready for action. What was your Patty Schwartz no, party hold on. time? Fuck off. Who no, cares? You no, fucked shut off. up for a second. Hold on. Hey, take one right, of those candles off and ram them down your sofa, guys. Guess friend, what? I'll take them I both off, care. friend. They're done. They're off. I'm barefoot now. I'm exposed because I want to get exposed with you, guy. 
I'm going to flit over the Patty Schwartz party time so we can get to some real heavy shit because that's what I desire. My Patty Schwartz party time on this, the final one, 52nd viewing of the movie, was that the dude loves checked materials. There are checked shorts. There are checked shirts. They're on at different parts of the movies. He's not wearing them together. He just loves squares happening on and about his body. He loves checks, but not too much. He doesn't just... love punching them. No. He just loves wearing them. That's right. He loves tartan. He loves other varieties of checks. So here's the question that I was trying to boil down to. Like, How's your new watch? Where, Jesus, that tattoo is actually bringing me a bit of grief because it's very new and it's very tender. I'm going to adjust my legs a little bit. My lady legs. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Like, I guess my question is, all right, here's my first question. Could you have, could you have foreseen this, us being in America, doing the last ebb? When we started, like, take yourself this back to question, one year ago. This question to me, Tim, yes. sounds like a man running bare-assed and afraid. From Patrick Schwarzenegger arriving at a party. Tell me more. The way you're talking to me sounds like you were having drinks at your sister-in-law's house and then Patrick Schwarzenegger came around with a bottle of gin and you said, oh, it's lovely to meet you. I've got to go. I'm not sure I am on board with what you said. Tell me what the... Fuck you enjoyed about Patrick Schwarzenegger in the movie just watched or get off the stage. Did I not say checks? Was checks an unaccept- unacceptable answer to you? No. I just forgot. Yeah. I thought I thought that was what would happen. 
See, folks, the thing is, everyone in the cinema is going, what a bunch of douchebags. I can totally watch the movie without drinking six beers. But the thing is, we've seen it literally 51 times before tonight. Yeah, two now. In the last 12 months, and that is really saying something. So don't judge us. Tim, I gotta ask Judge you. Yourselves. Did you did you at any point while we were watching the movie tonight feel guilty about making a room full of people watch the movie tonight? Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Mainly like the bit where it really kicks into high guilt gear is um, about three quarters of the way through when you sort of to be honest, it's anything after when Keithy breaks his leg. Because that's the bit where the movie, and it, funnily enough, that's the halfway point, and we know that because we mapped out exactly in the film where we knew fifty percent was. But when Keithy displays some ability in football, you're like, wow, it only took us an hour, but finally we have a thread to follow. Like, finally there's some plot and shit. And then it gets destroyed immediately in the same fucking scene by his dad who breaks his leg. Do you know what also gets me is if I was a football coach and I just saw a kid who was kicking for his first time like that, I would not be so blasé about the injury. Yeah? I walk up to Adam Sandler and say, hey, dude, you got some real parenting issues. Your son's got potential. We'll pay for his health insurance. That being said, you're a psychopath, and I think you are due a visit from some government officials because, you know, the feds don't like how you parent. Which you can take one of two ways. Number one, Adam Sandler's a bad dad. Number two, the government's a bad government. It's up to you. Uh, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I don't want to cut off the conservatives to this podcast. I know they're thick and strong. We got a lot of red voters. We got a lot of Mitt Romney types. We got a lot of John McCain voters. Mitt Romney in our is actually a very big fan of the podcast. No I shit. got a letter from Mitt this morning is in that the apartment. So? Yeah, it said, Dear Tim and Guy, keep up the good work. If you ever want to come over for dinner, you're more than welcome. Yeah. I have 13 wives. <laughs> it was a very frank, very honest letter from Milt or Mitt. I'll be honest with you. I didn't think you knew who Mitt Romney was, but you clearly have shown However you pronounce it. You're a better participant in American politics than I gave you credit He's for. not a bad guy. He's just an idiot. Let- you keep trying to get away from the core truth of what's happening tonight, guy. Like, I want, I want to know your feelings. I want to know, like, <laughs> tell me what it feels to be in front of 170, 50, 20. It'll go down every time. <laughs> because we've got to head towards the truth with that. There is 23 people in front of us right now <laughs> making a lot of noise. But how do you feel Very being in Very rowdy front of, 13. We're in... We're in Los Angeles, California. I'm pretty sure we're in Los Hollywood. Los Angeles, California. My sense of direction isn't great, but I think we're in Hollywood right now. Like, what are your thoughts? How do you feel about that? It's pretty good to be here. Yeah? These chairs aren't as comfortable as your couch. Okay. <laughs> okay. But. Okay. But i got to say, it's. It's pretty wonderful to have people actually listening, you know, in real time to what we're saying. You know what? I don't like it. (laughs) I'm not a fan. If I had to pick between being alone in the lounge and this, I'm going to go lounge every time. Tell me why. In the lounge, there's food, there's natural light, there's no people watching me. I'm usually looking pretty strong at you, boy. Yeah. 
But you have I'm eyeballing the shit out of you. Oh, okay. Thinking now I can get in there. Well, hold on. Make myself a... comfy. Well, Maybe see what it feels like to be Tim Bat for uh, a little while. Whoa, you're really you're going in deep, huh? Yeah, real deep. Okay. As physically deep as is possible for another human climbing into the body of another human. It's like uh, comic book territory where you take yeah. over me, over my skin. Sorry, boy, what were you saying? I, you've really thrown me for a... Well, depending on what country you're from, either a, uh, a, a curveball or a six. <laughs> it's a ball sport either way. And I'm very confused. Slightly aroused. I prefer my lounge because there's, like... There's couches there. There I mean, you mentioned the chitting. We just watched the movie in a couch. I know. I know. I like the safety of biscuits being really close to me. And in America... They, are, you are where a biscuit in America is a... It's scone. A, it's a sweet scone. Yeah. But only in the we South. We don't usually have sweet It's a scone. cookie here. Okay. Okay, let me, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. The thing is, when I'm at home, I know cookies are surrounding me, and that brings me a lot of joy. It's much more obvious and to like, me now. And I'm freaking out right now because I can't, I can't see a single cookie on this. I see a DJ booth, and I see a big screen behind us. I can't see a single cookie. I see potential. I see Blaze Pizza. That's uh, an imitation of Patrick Schwarzenegger whenever he heard about Blaze Pizza. I don't know why we're talking about them now. We swore ourselves off those bastards. Can I talk about Sherry O'Terry real quick? Yeah, you can. Because I felt like in this particular watch, she really came out to play. I feel like Sherry O'Terry was here for keeps. She was playing marbles. Did you not? And th- she was losing marbles. She's lost her marbles. Sherry O'Terry's insane. <laughs> but a good Sherry actor. Sherry O'Terry, I was actually. You were speaking about this earlier. I, was, I felt somewhat. Disappointed, I think, in the audience reaction to Sherry O'Terry's opening scene with Selma Hayek. Mm. I don't know what's been happening, you know, the last year, mm. but I do know that I've, for whatever reason, associated that scene with sort of laughter. It didn't happen tonight. Or, like, legitimately, that was probably the biggest scene in the movie before we got to the party scene, which, as we know, is a total throwaway. That whole oh, third not, act. Not is, the, not the, we can write not it off. the biggest scene. But the interaction between Selma Hayek and Terry O'Sherry, yeah. the crowd <laughs> and Siri O'Mary and Sinner family tonight on this the seven eighteenth of February, the year of our Lord two thousand fifteen. You didn't go for it. You were rats who smelt the cheese and went. I see what's happening here. <laughs> go fuck yourself. And I admire that about this crowd, but I also am confused by it because I thought that was a funny scene. I've lost your perspective, clearly, because I've seen the movie too many times. But I legitimately thought that Summer Hayek and, and Terry O'Sherry's pairing was good. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. entertaining. Too bad they cut all of Terry O'Sherry and Summer Hayek scenes from the movie, because I agree, I thought they really popped off. I thought they were good tonight, right? Yeah. Right? What I think, Tim, yeah. is that we're in way over our heads here. Oh, shit. Okay, we're pretty good, too. What more do we need to cover? Are we, have we done all of the things? <laughs> I don't know. Hold on. Did you do a shining light? No. no. Did he? 
This is so much better with a crowd because I don't have to rack my brain remembering. Yeah, well, yeah. here I yeah, am. And you've been doing s- it, stalling this whole fucking time. Guess what, guys? Like an asshole. Here we, here we have it. There we Got, are. There we were. Los Angeles, California, on the final watch, and Guy had to determine his shining, shining light. light. And it was the moment in the movie when the guy with the leotard took. A sip of beer. Now, when this happened, a lot in the movie comes (laughs) down (laughs) hard. (laughs) Let's stop playing this awful improv game. You no. really need to pick a fucking shining light, dude. We can't move on until you do. Like, can I, can I just cop out and be like over, like about talk about the whole project and be? Oh, like, I'm sorry, the dude, shining light. How about this for three a times? Fucking, how about this for a shining light, idiot? Yeah. When the credits rolled. Yes. And we hugged because we don't have to watch the movie anymore. Yeah. How's that for a fucking shining light? Fuck you! If I may take the opportunity to tell you how it is as a shining light, it doesn't fucking qualify because it wasn't in the goddamn movie, you son of a bitch. Let me tell you something about you, Guy Montgomery. You're a fucking idiot. And I hate your guts. If I had a pitchfork right now, I'd jam it through your goddamn chest and murder you. You'd be pretty lucky to get through this chest, pal. That being said... So I've been eating muesli bars since we were in the desert, and guess what? I'm feeling pretty goddamn near to Invincible. You put a pitchfork into my body, I think it's going to crumble like a goddamn spork in a coconut. What is your understanding of muesli? What do you think it does? It makes me feel like I'm Zeus. You're an idiot. You're yeah. a bona fide fucking moron. Zeus wasn't quick with his brain, but he was fucking quick with a lightning bolt, bitch! I'm Zeus right now. You're not Zeus, And I'm dude. chicken out of this conversation, All bitch! Right. I understand, I understand. Listen, where are we at? I'm not sure. We need to place ourselves in space and time right now. Um, well, I think that... Welcome to the end. Yeah. The end. Um, well, if there was ever an anti-crescendo, that was it. If there was ever the worst way to end the worst idea of all time, pretty sure you nailed it, bro. Way to stay on brand. Proud of you. I'm proud of myself. Hey, I'm Guy Montgomery. I'm Tim Bat. Don't watch... Good enough. Listen, oh. uh, on a serious note. Bef- before you leave, yes, we, we brought you some presents to take with you back to New oh. Zealand. Oh, God. Oh, shit, Brad. It's uh. cute. Uh, let's have a third round of applause for Brad because he's fucking earned it. This, this shit's all up to him. Center family on Fairfax and Sunset. Oh, fuck off. That's cool. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. 
So we are currently holding a promotional Grown Ups 2 visor, which seems like official crew swag. A cookie w- which may or may not contain any weed. No, that's because you've been asking for a cookie oh, for shit. what feels like 10 hours, you fucking go. moron. But more importantly, Guy is currently wearing a Grown Ups 2 uh, what are they called when they're in the water? Is anyone, what's the correct Flotation device. It's like a donut, right? Like a, a what? An f- inflator tube. Inner tube. An inner tube. It's an inflator inner tube, and it's grown up to branded. This is the heaviest biscuit I've ever <laughs> fucking lifted. Feel it. I gave it Feel to it. you. I've already Feel it. it. Do it. I literally picked it up to put it in your hand. Huh. I'm not going to lie to you. It's wet. <laughs> but not, that's a bad, not, not a bad quality in a biscuit. That's not altogether a bad thing. Um, I want to take this opportunity on behalf of myself and Guy to thank you guys so much for turning out tonight. You guys are wonderful. Give yourselves a round of applause. Truly, and, that applause is for you. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, and so uh, just uh, look. What I did is I, I, I wanted you guys to, um, <laughs> hey. What I did. Come on. <laughs> we, what we did, we threw a little, did you fight on stage? No. I just, yeah. I, I felt, felt you did. I didn't fight. Okay. Um, look, I made a little, we made a little thank you video for Tim, you guys. Tim made it. I definitely made I it. I was in the room about half the time. But uh, look, it's not that long, and I just wanted to um, present it to you guys here at the live event um, because you're wonderful. Uh, yeah, cheers for coming out. This is a weird situation. We're really happy we're let's here. We're re- even more happy let's you're get, here. Let's get out of here. Bro. And we're going to bail. So enjoy the video. Thanks for coming. Tim and Guy, good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.